Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I just want to say that if you are like just kind of tuning out a little bit as you're listening, like tune into this one because obviously Satan does not want me to share with you. (laughs) I have tried recording this two times and both times, like just out of nowhere, my app on my computer closed out. So I am doing it from my phone now, (laughs) praying that that doesn't happen. It has never happened on my phone. I do not know why it's happening on my computer. And one of the times I was like, yeah, this is like, this is good. (laughs) So I am just praying that the words just come like they were before, because I think that what I'm going to speak with you about today is really, really important. Not that other things aren't important, but I, especially today, want to issue you a challenge for the week ahead. And I think as we prepare for the holidays, I really think it's a great time to have this challenge because the hustle and bustle of the, of the season, trying to do all the things like we can get easily stressed out and overwhelmed. And I think with our parenting, sometimes we need to pull back and evaluate what we're doing. And one of the things that I want to mention quick that I had heard from a business coach, she does a lot of mindset things, but she's also trained in neuroscience. And she had mentioned that I think it was like 85 to 90% of our decisions our brain does subconsciously, which if you think about it, makes sense. Like we make a lot of decisions in a day. And if we were to actively be thinking about every single decision, which means like, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth. Okay. I need to take the toothbrush out of the drawer, open the toothpaste container or like the, t- the tube squirt it on the toothbrush. Like we don't need to be thinking about every single decision we're making, but about 90% that seems like a lot to me. And I think this is something that we really need to be aware of in parenting. Why do you think you have so much struggle with managing your triggers? Because most of our responses are automatic. We don't even think about them. We just do them. And especially with our triggers, they are so patterned and ingrained in us that unless we are actively working against them to create new neural pathways we are automatically going to respond the way that we probably don't want to respond. And I think it's really cool to say, like, so I have been working on my triggers for a long time, like intensely, intensely, intentionally, all of those (laughs) for a long time, because I have recognized that it is really challenging in the moment to stay calm. If you have not resolved your own triggers and I was actually on a phone call earlier this week and my mom had overheard it because we were at her house and I got off the phone and she was like, wow, I can't believe how calm you stayed. (laughs) I would have like gotten upset or something. I don't remember exactly what she said, but I just 
was like, well, yeah, it's because I've been working so hard on my own triggers. And when you are actively doing that, you are retraining your brain so that your subconscious actions are actually what was once conscious that you were trying to change. So hopefully that can be a little encouragement as we kind of dive in. So here is my question for you that I really want you to take some time and reflect on over the weekend and then try to attempt. And that is, what would you do if you could not use consequences to get your child to quote unquote behave? So what would you do if you couldn't use consequences to get your child to behave in the way that you wanted? Okay, so normally I would not say this here, but because of what I mentioned at the beginning about how like Satan doesn't want you to hear this message, literally the (laughs) middle of talking and I hear my almost three-year-old cry out. So obviously I had to stop because I thought I'd need to go in there, pause everything, went over there, I heard a little bit of whining and he went back to sleep. So anyways, what I was saying is that when I first started learning about this whole conscious parenting, connection-focused parenting, whatever you want to call it, I actually ended up getting a coach myself. So originally, I had just started listening to a couple podcasts that focused on these topics, and it wasn't necessarily out of a need for, for it. It was just, I at the time, I just really wanted to learn how to parent from a place that was going to get my child to listen to me because I was their authority because they respected me and not because of the threats or the rewards or anything that I was using to get them to do so. And so that led me to these podcasts. And now like looking back, I mean, I can, it's amazing to look back and see how God has weaved things and had his hand in everything to work out the plan that he has for you. But anyways, so from one of these podcasts, I had actually gotten to really like the, the host and was like really consistent about listening to her. And when we started struggling a lot with aggressive behavior that just like came out of nowhere and I had been trying, you know, all the things that I knew to do as an OT, the calming strategies, the calming, the calming spaces, Um, if you want to learn more about that, I have an episode about it. I will link below, but it just, it wasn't working. And I was kind of like, I just don't know what to do about this, but I literally cannot stay in this place. Like I can't be this exhausted every day. I can't be this overwhelmed. I don't want to be losing my mind and my patience on my child who clearly is struggling. And I don't want to add to that, but I don't know what else to do. And so Anyways, fast forward, I hired her as our coach and um, in one of our sessions, as I was kind of thinking about this topic, it brought me back to what she asked me and she said, you know, in just trying to like get to know us and our parenting style and like what was going on, she asked if we use consequences and I originally was like, well, no, because I was really adamant about like trying not to manipulate behavior to get the results I wanted. And she further probed us and kind of was asking about our more difficult times. And at that time, bedtime was very challenging, like actually going to sleep, staying asleep, the routine before going to bed. And as I explained our routine to her, I was kind of talking about like, so brushing teeth was very challenging 
and would take a lot of time. He wouldn't open his mouth. And I mean, you can't really force a child to brush their teeth. I mean, you can, but like, you know, that's not something that we did. And so I was explaining, like we usually read three books, you know, after we got everything, jammies, brush teeth, all that, we'd read three books before it was actually time to rock and go to sleep. And I remember describing how, like, if he was taking a really long time, we would just say, well, we just won't have time to read all three books then. And as I'm talking about it, I am not at all putting together that this is a consequence because I was positive. Like I wasn't yelling. I wasn't, you know, impatient. I wasn't agitated. I was just simply like, you know what? (laughs) I mean, in different words, basically, if you don't brush your teeth now, we won't have time to read all the books, which I didn't say it in that way. And I didn't think about it in that way. But as she was listening to me, she was like, isn't that a consequence? (laughs) You are basically saying if he doesn't do what you want, he's going to lose something, which is a book. And I just realized that even though I wasn't yelling, even though it wasn't, you know, this big storm of things happening, that I was still using consequences to try to get what I needed. So what I came to realize is that you can hold strong boundaries. You can have rules and ways that you are going to expect your child to behave without using consequences to get there. And you might be like, yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) Or maybe you're like, consequences? What's wrong with them? Like, they work. They're fine. And the challenge with consequences that we are inflicting versus, you know, more natural consequences is that it creates more dysregulation in our child and it creates more disconnection in our relationship. And the problem with disconnection is that it is just exacerbating and perseverating and perpetuating the behavior. Because when our child is disconnected from us, their brains literally can't think. The frontal lobe is basically disconnected, um, or the prefrontal lobe is basically disconnected from their brain, which is what allows them to be thinking through things, be using good judgment and problem solving and reasoning. And so the problem is, is that when we come in, when our child is exhibiting this behavior, it probably has nothing to do with the current instance. Every now and then, yes, it probably does. But for the majority of the time, the behavior that we're seeing is a direct result from some other deep-rooted issue, whether it's some type of hurt, whether that was at home, at school, at daycare, who knows? It could be anything. It could be something like from that you don't even remember, but your child is still holding on to, probably subconsciously. <laughs> and what happens is, They are exhibiting this behavior because their body knows they need to offload these feelings and they will try to utilize different things to help get the boundary they need in order to act as a catalyst to start releasing feelings. This is called like the stop me type of behavior. So for example, like have you ever told your child they couldn't do something and they pretty much looked at you and did it? It's because they aren't necessarily trying to be manipulative or 
do the things that we are naturally thinking they're doing, they are actually saying, I need help here. I actually can't stop and I need you to help me. So when you use that boundary and they don't stop, they're requesting you like, come come help me enforce this boundary. Help me to feel safe. Help me to figure out what to do here because I'm spinning out. And so that behavior is communicating to us that there's some something deeper there. And when we are using a consequence to get what we want our child to do, we aren't looking at that root cause. We're actually adding an additional layer of hurt to whatever it was that they are already trying to work through. And they don't feel seen and they don't feel heard and they don't feel understood. Now, I'm not saying that you can never use consequences. Obviously, that is completely your decision. I personally try to make it my goal that we are using more natural consequences. You know, so like if a child decides to suddenly run outside in the winter and you said you need your boots on and they are like, no, I don't. I'm going to go outside and they don't have their boots on and their feet get wet and cold. They're going to learn, hmm, I guess next time I should put my boots on, right? Versus you having to threaten to take something away or use more of like a bribe to get them to do what you want. So what my goal here for you is, is to not necessarily do anything, like not make any decisions about like, I'm never going to use consequences again, or I don't care, I'm using them however much I want. What I really want you to do is use this exercise to actually bring awareness to how much you are using consequences and what are you using them for. And maybe you can evaluate it and see like, oh, I'm, I'm frequently using consequences. I mean, pretty much every time. And really cut back and think about maybe you use them more when you're out somewhere or for safety so that you are like, I need my child to listen in this moment like for safety reasons, not just because I want them to. So like, have you ever heard that you should only say no when it's absolutely necessary? Because then when you do, your kids actually tend to respect your no even more because it's not like you're saying no all the time. You're actually choosing, picking and choosing intentionally when you are saying no because you actually can't do something or your child can't do something versus just saying no because you don't feel like it or you don't have the energy You could do it, but you just don't really want to. And then when you actually say no, because you have spent so much time saying yes and adding that connection and all that good stuff, your child actually comes to listen to the no better. I feel like this is the same thing as using consequences. If you're like, well, I'm not going to eliminate them, I think it would be very valuable to one, recognize how often you're using them. And then two, think about ways, how can I cut back on what consequences I'm using and when? And think about what are the most important times that I would absolutely need my child to listen for a safety reason or I don't even know what the other reason would be, but not just because they aren't listening and I want them to listen right now. I mean, we all can say that, right? But really thinking about How can I be more thoughtful about using consequences, consciously thinking about when I am utilizing them so that my child can key into when I am, this is really important and I need to be listening to this. 
Not that they shouldn't be listening to the other times, but it can kind of get drowned out when we're using consequence over consequence over consequence all day long. So some of you are probably like, you know what? That's crazy. (laughs) I don't think consequences are like hurting. I don't think they're covering anything up or um, maybe you're even thinking biblically like they use consequences in the Bible. But what I would ask you is when you are giving out consequences, are you able to do it controlled? Are you patient? Are you calm and quiet? Or are you yelling? Are you agitated? Are you using a tone of voice that speaks love and training and discipling? Or are you using a tone of voice that's speaking of anger and frustration? Because I think this is really important. If you are using consequences, I think that it is important, especially that you are going to figure out how to get to the deeper issue and be thinking about the way in which you are giving a consequence because we want to really encourage training our children and not creating more shame or guilt or hurt because that's going to store up even more that you will have to work through eventually. Now, if you're like, I really agree with that, you know, I have tried to give consequences and it just like, it just becomes more of a battle. Like I'm frustrated. I'm yelling a consequence. My child is yelling back at me. We blow up at each other. We storm off. And then I just feel guilty about it. I mean, I think that's probably most of us, (laughs) right? I want you to pay really close attention to all the times that you want to use a consequence and then try not to. And I actually did this exercise when that coach brought up to me, like that is actually a consequence. I was being very hyper aware when I was speaking to my child, like what I was about to say, I was consciously stopping to think about what I was about to say to him and thinking through like, is this a, if you don't do it, then you don't get, or if you don't, if you do it, then you get. And either one of those is reflecting uses of consequences or rewards to manipulate behavior. And when you find yourself really struggling, if you are like, okay, I did this exercise and I feel like I'm using this consequence frequently, but I have no idea what else to do instead, message me and let's chat about it. Go click the my Instagram profile if you don't follow me already and just go send me a message. Tell me about the situation and I will help problem solve for you. If you are in a more difficult place and you have found that you are constantly resorting to the use of punishment and consequences just so often that you just don't know how to stop in even a little bit, it just seems like you can't pull back because if you do, your child is going to be too disobedient. They're not going to listen. Maybe they start hitting or kicking or throwing and you just feel like you have to use a consequence because the behavior won't stop. Then I want you to go to the show notes and I want you to schedule a strategy call with me. This is a completely free call 
It allows me to hear directly from you more about the situation that's going on, the challenges that you're facing, and really find out if my coaching can help you and start to piece together a blueprint that can fit your family, your specific needs. And as we're talking, if it feels like a good fit to you, then I compile it all together and create a customized plan for you. And I call it a blueprint because that's exactly what it is. I tell you step by step, here's what to do. And the reason I have a million percent faith in the this coaching program is because I have walked through it and because I have recognized that you can't just use connection alone and you can't just use calming strategies alone. We need both. We need to create a really strong, solid foundation to our central nervous system. And you also need the tools in order to manage your own triggers. And that is something that I provide all of it for you because it is all important. And so I go through step-by-step, customize everything that we need to do together to actually help you overcome these challenges and these behaviors and how you can get to a place where you either don't have to use consequences if you don't want to, or you can get to a place where you have drastically pulled back so that you aren't using them every day. You aren't using them multiple times a day just to get your child to listen because you don't know what else to do. And then I present that to you and then you can obviously decide if that feels like something that you want to do, if it feels feasible, if it feels like a good opportunity or a good time in your in your family life, if you are really ready to make change and tackle the behavior. Um, and the thing that I especially love about this is obviously because I get to work with you hand in hand in the trenches, in the moments that are difficult, because that's what I really needed. I felt very alone in the journey because I didn't feel like anybody could understand me. I didn't feel like any of my friends or like close people to us had kids that had the behavior that my child was having. And I just felt really alone and overwhelmed. And obviously my husband, you know, he knew what was going on. He had experienced it too, but just in a different way, you know, when we're home with our kids all day or we're um, maybe with our child more, it can just feel very overwhelming and exhausting. And especially as, you know, the mom and the female, like it can be so helpful to have somebody to, that just understands like exactly what it's like to be a mom with a child who can't stop hitting other children and how difficult that can be. And the reason that I really love, you know, walking with you one-on-one, all of that is because these tools will not only help you with the behavior now in the present, but they are going to be tools that you take with you and you can use down the road. So if that's something that you're curious about or interested in, I would highly encourage you to just go book a strategy call so that we can chat about what's going on and whether or not this coaching would be a good fit for you. And then you can hear what my plan would be for you specifically. And, you know, if it's not something that I feel like 
works on my end, then I'm happy to help you find a resource that maybe would better fit your current needs. So check that out. I hope that this was helpful and I really hope that you take my challenge. And if you do, I would honestly just love to hear how it goes. And, um, I, I would love to know like how eye-opening it was for you. How many consequences do you feel like you throw out? Or, and maybe evaluate that beforehand. Do you think you use consequences a lot? And then as you, you know, head into time with your kids, really be thinking about what you're saying and then reflect like, am I using them more or less than I thought I was? And where, what's my goal? And I would just, I would love to hear any feedback that you have. Um, you can shoot me a message over on Instagram and I'd love to chat with you about it because it is something that was mind blowing to me, <laughs> especially for the fact that the whole subconscious thing that we just operate so much out of our sub- subconscious. And I think especially in parenting and behaviors we do. And because we are constantly bombarded by all these messages of ignore the behavior and you know, this and that, and just all the disconnecting things. And so it's easy to give out a consequence. It is. It's not easy to pull yourself back and really think about how could I respond in a way that's not a consequence. And so I'd just be curious what it's like for you. Um, because I've walked it too, you know, it's not just me coming from a coach's perspective. I am, I'm a parent. I still am like, sometimes say something. I'm like, Oh, okay. That was a consequence. (laughs) And sometimes it, you know, like I said, sometimes we don't have to necessarily eliminate everything. I don't necessarily think that's realistic. Um, but I think really drastically decreasing it. So try it out. Let me know how it goes. What would you do if you couldn't use consequences to get your child to behave? Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.